Afternoons with Pepper Hudson. Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk, featuring Wendy Nola. Just before we start Consumer Talk, some very exciting news just breaking over Sky News that Lewis Pugh has done it. He has finished the long swim down the English Channel, clocking in the final of 531 kilometers a short while ago. Wendy, it's an extraordinary story of endurance, isn't it? It absolutely is, and I've been following it all the way. I'm a great fan of his, so I'm thrilled for him. Well done, Lewis. Still one of my favorite interviews of all time when we were lucky enough to have him in studio with us. Okay, well, we are delighted to have Wendy in studio with us today. It's always particularly nice to have you with us in person Thanks, and uh, we've got one of those perennial aggravating topics today the yes. sms subscriptions if i was going to do a long swim over anything it would it probably be this <laughs> yeah okay so it is the long swim of sms is coming up and then after half past one an open line where you can phone in on absolutely any topic to do with consumer relations the number is 021-446-0567 or you can leave a voice note on 072-567-1567 i wonder who among our listeners has found that item on the phone bill that they don't remember signing up for but that suddenly accumulated a high cost and how much it totaled in the uh, weeks it took before you noticed it or maybe even the months or maybe even the years. We're talking wasps today, Wendy, and they certainly have a sting in the tail. They do, and it's not just uh, people who are postpaid with contracts. It's people who have prepaid airtime. So they, and data they loaded onto their phone, and whoops, it's gone. It's gone. That's mm. even worse because they, there's, they have no way of knowing where, where it's it went. Gone. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have an itemized bill or anything like that. Um, so a WASP is a wireless application service provider, and the services they provide are subscriptions to ringtones, games, content from porn to sport, gobbles up, as I said, many prepaid cell phone subscribers airtime or data, and it lands up as those so-called content charges on the bills of those of us who have um, postpaid uh, uh, contracts. Yeah, It's a highly contentious issue. It's been going on for many years and not just in this market. Many subscribers are absolutely adamant that they didn't subscribe. They say they don't want or need the content, and actually they have no idea how to even access what it is they are being charged for on a daily or weekly um, or twice weekly basis. Um, so as it, with rogue debit orders, it's actually quite a, a similar situation. Subscribers direct their anger at the networks um, for allowing the subscriptions as they do with yeah. rogue debit orders at the, at the bank. Yeah. You know, how can you allow this? I'm your customer. Um, but of course, in both cases, the banks and the um, networks take a cut of each one. Of that subscription, um, yeah. So as much as they say they want to protect their um, consumers, they have a, few, a huge vested interest in as many uh, of their subscribers as possible having these um, subscriptions active on, mm. on their accounts and on their SIMs. Um, and um, they are easy enough to cancel when you spot them, should you spot them, and many don't. Um, all the networks have introduced mechanisms for subscribers to do this themselves, and we've spoken about this on previous shows, Pippa, mm. uh, and we'll give the specifics later on. But getting the refunds is virtually impossible. If you try to engage with a WASP, if you even get hold of them and, and find out which WASP it is, about exactly when and how you are alleged to have subscribed to a service, you really are setting yourself up for a very time-consuming, mm. frustrating exercise and they sometimes if they, they even get to the point of providing you the so-called proof it's in, a, in the form of a highly technical sort of log and then the consumer has Does no way of challenging that. it yes. Is that, what does that actually mean and so you know with the cost of cell phone services in this country being notoriously 
astronomical, right? Uh, to my mind, it's unconscionable that so many people have these expensive unwanted extras sapping their airtime or bloating their bills. Yeah. Um, and at best, what they're doing is unwittingly subscribing to them on the net because it's done in a very sneaky way um, yeah. that it can catch you out and, and get you subscribed. I just think it's time. It's time we... We blew the lid on this one absolutely here. Absolutely, and it, it must end. Yeah. So we've got a couple of case studies, and even as we've been speaking, Wendy, more are popping into my yes. email box and onto your Twitter feed. But let's just take a look at the one interesting one. There is a consumer in this country who was so livid about what was happening that he actually set out to launch a class action lawsuit against the the, the providers. Yes, it was um, end of last year. His name was um, William or Dougie Douglas. He instructed his lawyers to launch a class action suit against Vodacom for the tens of millions in unauthorized fees, as he put it, that they'd been charging ignorant cell phone users on behalf of usually unnamed providers of these mm. so-called content services. This was reported by Noah's Week, by the way. Um, it began with his discovery on his September bill last year that it was, it was 400 rand higher than it was supposed to be, content services. The next month, it was up to 1,000 rand. Um, it was reported that when he went into a Vodacom shop to query this, he was told content services are provided by WASPs. Your account can suddenly re- receive extra charges for these WASP services that are known to you subscribe you to their sites. For instance, you could Google movie times at a cinema and one of these services would hack your IP address and then subscribe you to their site or charge you for an unwanted service. Um, he said that the assistant told him that Vodacom couldn't stop it because most of the sites were situated in foreign countries. This was mm. all alleged and reported. Um, he wanted to know how they could add, how Vodacom could add the charges to his account without a signed contract, without terms and conditions from these wasps, without sending him a proper account and breakdown of names, dates, and times what he what he was actually being charged for, um, and. Uh, that was the last that I found of that case when I was researching for this show. Okay, now I know you tried to, to make contact with Douglas and find out what had come yes, of the lawsuit. Were I, you able to find him? I, I, yes, I had his cell phone number in my system. Actually, he'd contacted me about something else in the past. And um, so I called him. It was a very short call, unfortunately. <laughs> he said that was settled long ago. It's confidential. Okay, thanks. And that was the end of the call. Oh, goodness. Okay, so, so we don't know. Confidential it is. Okay, um, fair okay. enough. So that one didn't didn't end up going anywhere publicly. Publicly, but we, of course, that was a year ago. The complaints have continued to stream Absolutely. in, including from our own listeners. Yes, indeed. Okay, so now we're going to start with one of those listeners who mailed you about this issue, Wendy. Absolutely. His name is Gareth. He doesn't want his surname mentioned. He's a, a, absolutely fine. He's a CEO here in Cape Town. Um, he got an SMS informing him that he'd subscribed to a soccer TV service. This was very recently, last week, I think, at two rand and two cents, odd amount, a day. And we've got him on the line, I hope, to tell We do indeed. Story. Gareth, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. So just to be clear, you never knowingly subscribed to the service for Soccer TV. And do you recall having ever seen any reference to it at all? Good afternoon. Hi, Papa. Hi. Good afternoon. Hi, Wendy. Um, yeah, I first and foremost um, don't watch soccer, um, <laughs> have absolutely no interest in it whatsoever, um, would never subscribe to a soccer TV on my phone. Um, so, yeah, it, very confusing for me as to how I ended up with a subscription uh, to this. Um, yeah, so, so very confusing. And 
I thought we were meant to be covered, Wendy, against this kind of thing happening. Isn't there supposed to be a double opt-in that it, yes. to in, order, in order to subscribe, you've got to not just say, yes, I want it, but you've got to say that twice? Yes. So WASPA, the Wireless Application Services Providers Association, which is, um, you know, it's a self-regulating body. It regulates the industry. Years ago, it forced their members to do a double opt-in. So that meant they had to send an SMS asking the consumer if they agreed to subscribe to a particular service at a particular amount of money a day or a week or whatever. And only if they um, confirmed this did the billing go ahead. And then later the cell phone networks introduced their own um, double opt-in, saying that they would only activate a subscription if the consumer confirmed that they wanted it. Gareth, did you get any um, second notification like what what Wendy's just described? Uh, Absolutely not. I am not... uh yeah, I would have definitely picked that up if I had um, on the first round and very definitely on the second round. Yeah. Now, what happened? I know you called MTN to, to, to find out what was going on, how the subscription had happened and, and who was taking your money. What did they say? Mm-hmm. Um, so after I received the first SMS saying, um, thank you very much for subscribing, it, it kind of struck me that I hadn't um, subscribed to anything uh, <laughs> uh, with relating to soccer. So I, I phoned 135, which is the uh, MTN um, I think general number. I got through to a consultant who I um, asked to please give me some feedback with regards to how I'd actually subscribed to this and why I was being um, charged for something that I had quite clearly not uh, subscribed to. And the response that I got was, um, that I can cancel the subscription um, and that, um, you know, they were operating on behalf of a third party. Um, and I said, well, can you tell me who the third party is? Um, and the response was, well, the permission from the third party was um, received and the ID um, for the content is a specific number that I have and that's all that they are able to give me. Um, however, I can cancel the subscription. So you can cancel the subscription, but is there any chance of getting back the money that's already been charged to you for something you never asked for in the first place? Well, I'm, I, I did check with them and I said, have I been charged for the subscription? And they said, well, seeing as though that you've contacted us on the day and you get the first day free according to the SMS, there is no charge. Okay. But the principle of the matter for me was that, you know, at what point did I give permission? And what about the people out there that are not seeing, you know, they, they, they just glance over the SMS and they don't, are not cognizant of the fact that actually there is a charge now taking place and they just see it as a spam SMS and they don't pay any attention. And then they get the invoice at the end of the month saying, you know, you these guys hours. are getting away with fraud in my eyes. Gareth, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. And, and as we've been talking, I've received another email from Catherine, also exactly the same um, offer that Gareth talking about, Soccer saying, TV. I received an SMS the other day saying I'd signed up to Soccer TV. Here's the difference. So Gareth questioned it straight away. Catherine says, I ignored it, thinking it was a hoax. Yeah. Then I got another SMS yesterday. I hadn't thought much about it until I heard your ad for the show this afternoon. I've since tried to dial the number that was on the SMS, but it said there was an error. So I'm following this, this is, with interest. This is another thing that I'm going to put to a WASP representative in, in a few minutes because I've had that as well, where people say, the, the, the message says, dial this to cancel, and then you do it, and it says, 
um, or to opt out, and it says, sorry, that was not successful. Then what are you supposed to, to do? do? Yeah, because, yes. yeah. Okay, so Gareth, thank you again for uh, for sharing the story with us and alerting everybody. I mean, a big lesson to be learned from Gareth's act experience fast. is you act fast and don't before ag- any money goes off. And don't ignore any of those messages thinking it's just spam. Yeah, it's so difficult. I mean, I remember clearly being told quite some years ago that when you get that kind of SMS, you shouldn't respond to it because yes. it's somebody fishing to see yes, if there is think, a real user there. Yes, so, as with most and they say don't respond don't but if respond, you're not but reading this- these things um you you know these these subscriptions can be quietly mounting up in the background yeah now wendy i know you did reach out to mtn and ask for a response on gareth's particular yes. case did that you was monday did you get morning and i checked back again this morning um and no response yet unfortunately i wanted to ask them about well i did ask them about double opt-ins what happened there how many complaints they're getting that sort of thing but for whatever reason i've not heard back unfortunately Okay, but you have managed to find us someone to speak to to shed a little bit more light on the story today. Yes, we have a WASPA re- representative by the name of James McNabb, and I'm hoping he's on the line. He is indeed. Uh, James, thank you so much for chatting to us this afternoon. Welcome to the show. Hi, good afternoon. So just to recap, WASPA is the Wireless Applications Service Providers Association for those who are, are trying to get their terminology straight. Wendy, over to you. Thanks, Pippa. Um, James, do you want us to spend a few seconds explaining WASPA's role and uh, as you see it? Uh, sure. Um, WASPA has been around since 2004. It's an independent trade body recognised by the network operators. Uh, we have a code of conduct which members of WASPA have to adhere to that has um, rules in there relating to how uh, content services can be utilised, how messaging can be utilised, certain terminologies to be done in welcome, reminder, uh, on subscription notifications, etc. Okay. So, like many bodies that self-regulate, um, your members, uh, the people who run WASPA, are obviously people who are in the industry. So, how do you respond to... Um, allegations or whatever, or claims that you are essentially the foxes minding the, the hen house? Well, you've got to take into, you've got to take into consideration that this is, that WASPA is, a net, is kind of a network requirement. It also um, has to abide by the relevant ICASA legislation, and there is an ICASA code as well, uh, which governs uh, value-added services across the market. And the board may necessarily be elected participants from the industry because we have experience of the industry, but the code is written independently. The uh, administration function of WASPA is completely independent and and the um, code side of it is also independent and operates away from the board. Okay. So as board members, we don't know what's going on inside the code one because inside the code environment or inside uh, lack of compliance or positive compliance, because that would be uh, unfair in the marketplace. And the reason that there's a code there is so that um, if anybody doesn't adhere to the code, uh, they can be brought to task on it accordingly. James, are all, WASP, are all WASPs members of WASP? No. Sorry? Are Sorry. all WASPs that are operating members of WASP? I think the answer is no, because it's not compulsory. Am I right, James? It is It is a compulsory thing. If you have a connection okay. with the network operator and you have a WASP agreement with the network, then you have to be a member of WASPA. 
subsequently from that, we break the membership categories into two, one being full members. Those are the people that have the contracts with the networks, and the contracts do stipulate that you have to be a member of WASPA. Then we have what we call affiliate networks, because those full members primarily are what we call aggregators that provide a billing platform to a content provider, let's say Netflix, um, Gameloft, EA Sports, or whomever. And uh, from that point on, as affiliate members, you become members of WASPA because that will be a requirement in the contracts from an aggregator that you are a member of WASPA. Okay, so you do have technically quite a tight con- uh, control then over the um, modus operandi of these WASPs that um, that are uh, putting these, that are getting uh, consumers uh, subscribed to their services. Absolutely. We have uh, complete control over companies that have contracts under the WASP agreement with the network operators and for companies that then uh, contract in with the aggregators who have those WASP agreements. Okay. I think we've got time for one question before we have to go to news, and um, that's the one you would have heard me talking about, the double opt-ins, which there was much talk about in in the past and which I covered at length. Um, Is that still a requirement, and why do so many people then say that they're not getting any of these um, SMSs to confirm that they do want a particular service at a particular price uh, per day or week? Okay, yes, the double opt-in is still a requirement. The double opt-in can be done in uh, various different uh, mechanisms. One is an SMSMO. Second one is uh, on net, which is where you're inside the environment. So for any subscription service, it is confirmed within the network operator's environment, not within the WASP member's environment. So a user has to confirm that with the relevant network before the network says that they received a positive or negative confirmation. And then there's also network-initiated USSD. So there's three mechanisms in which a user can subscribe. Predominantly, the mechanisms in use for the past couple of months have been the network-initiated string, uh, USSD string. And um, that is completely hosted within the network uh, environment. The user has to come out of the session. So if you see a banner advert and you want to buy a game or purchase Netflix or what have you, you've got to come out of that environment and actually interact with the network operator via this USSD string to confirm it, and then the network operator then sends you the message to say it's confirmed. We, uh, our aggregators or our full members would receive, uh, depending on which one you're using, would receive a confirmation from the network that there was a positive confirmation so that they could initiate the billing string. Okay. We need to question you further on that because I think a lot of people just heard a whole lot of Don't understand jargon that, yes. that they didn't so, understand. Let's get back to that just after. Okay, so James, if you could news. just hold the line. We're going to take a short break for the Eyewitness News headlines and then we'll come back to James McNabb, who's the chair of the of WASPA, the Wireless Application Service Providers Association, and try and just uh, get that down into some layman's terminology. Cape Talk. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. You can send us a WhatsApp voice note now on 72 567 1567. We're continuing our conversation with Wendy Nola about uh, SMS subscription services, uh, the WASPs, if you want to call them that, the wireless application service providers uh, who uh, sign you up for, in some cases, things that you never thought you'd asked for. Uh, Mark in Plumstead SMSing to say the worst victims are prepaid consumers because they don't get itemized billing to show where the airtime disappears. The so-called content fees are just regarded as a debt which is just paid off as soon as they recharge their numbers. Another one saying, true guys, I'm losing my money with the same soccer subscription from MTN. I call MTN, they say we've cancelled, but you don't have to um, charge 
I'm not sure. You charge airtime in your phone for 48 hours and imagine those hours wondering if that subscription is still going off. Please help us, Cape Talk. We're trying. We're trying very hard. We've got the vice chair of uh, WASPA, which is the Wireless Application Service Providers Association, on the line with us, James McNabb. James, thanks for holding. Let's just try and break this down into layman's terms. The, the nature of the problem that we are receiving time and again from listeners is, I never saw any invitation to subscribe. I never clicked on anything saying I wanted to subscribe. I never got a second uh, double opt-in option asking me if I was sure I wanted to subscribe. The first I knew about this was when I got the SMS saying, congratulations, you have subscribed to Boza Games or Soccer TV at a rate of 3 rand 50 a day. So the first they hear of it is when they get that confirmation saying you are now a subscriber. How is it possible that that is happening? I, I can't answer on behalf of how consumers uh, utilize their handsets or utilize the internet, the mobile internet, and utilize consumption of what we call value-added services. What I can say is, from a regulatory perspective, is that you can't be subscribed to a service without prior confirming it, whether that's through a USSD string, as I mentioned previously, or whether it's through sending an SMS to confirm the subscription, or whether it's by confirming uh, via an on-net page. In the case of MTN at this point in time, all subscription services are done through NIUSSD, so they don't even accept SMS as an opt-in mechanism or the web environment. So uh, the user has to go through the process and confirm that subscription okay i mean I, I i what i don't understand james is clearly it is happening i mean i hear you saying you can't be subscribed to a service unless you've gone through that process of confirming it but it's happening to dozens yeah. and dozens of people so clearly it can happen the question is how well you're asking me how it happens if someone doesn't go through the ussd stream but you, sorry james you must be getting these complaints as wasper from consumers Lots of them, I imagine. Actually, not the case at all. Um, our average monthly rate of complaints regarding uh, I didn't know I had a subscription uh, is the run rate is about two. You're kidding me. I get more than that and just In one an consumer journalist. Week, yes. yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe people don't know that Wasper exists to the extent that they should. I'm not sure. Um, so, so what does WASPA then regard as proof of subscription from, from a WASP? What do they have to provide you as te technological proof that a person, a consumer subscribed to this particular service via this um, tablet or PC or smartphone on this date? Well, in general, if I look at how WASPA affiliate members um, would provide a proof of subscription is that they would have a log confirmation that the user had um, interacted with the service that's at um, elements prior to the network uh, confirmation process. And then um, if that was disputed by a consumer, we would also be requesting the um, logs from the network which would come back with the same information as what the affiliate member from WASPA would be having, but additional information as relating to the interaction on the network um, processes, which, which as members of WASPA, we don't have visibility of. We can see visibility to an extent of when we get a confirmation from the network, but within the network environment, the network can provide that information. 
Okay, I think the, the problem here is it's a, it's a highly technical service and the average mm. consumer doesn't have the wherewithal to really challenge these things. They, they have a relationship with the network. That's all they know. And these things are happening in the background and they're just at a complete loss as to how it happened. So, as I said earlier, people can cancel them fairly if they spot them on their accounts or draining their, their, their prepaid. They can stop it. But going beyond that and saying, but hey, I didn't, how did I... How did I subscribe? That is remains. Uh, uh, would you agree with me, James? That that remains a fairly daunting challenge. What, uh, daunting to challenge. How did someone describe? How did someone in terms of, the of how do you go about get into, first of all engaging with the wasp, and and secondly engaging with them about how it is you are alleged to have actually subscribed to the service. Well, the, inf- the information that's, that is captured by uh, content providers, uh, network operators, de- is, is actually quite detailed. It's not necessarily technical. For example, if you um, opted to join the service from uh, advertising within the Facebook environment, it would actually state that you were in Facebook and that's where the uh, tracking code comes from. So you can actually track back on advertising to the first point right the way through and advise um, consumers of that. In many cases, you also um, members will also be logging, especially if they've got content services, if there has been an interaction with the content, and that is that can also be provided to the consumers. And I've had experience where where consumers have said, "I never did this. I never interacted with this. I never used Facebook. I don't even have a Facebook account." And you know, some in some cases that said. You know, if there is if there is a problem and it needs to be investigated, then all we can advise consumers is to log it with uh, log it with Wasper, and Wasper will open an investigation. Unless unless it's a member operating uh, outside of the code of conduct, then the relevant action will be taken, and the, and the most severe penalty is suspension or termination of contracts within the South African marketplace. Okay, a couple of questions around that. Let's talk. Let's 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 talk about the sanctions. I don't know whether I'm just particularly challenged, but when I went onto the WASPA um, website last night, um, I, I couldn't find any record of any disciplinary hearings or any sanctions imposed on members who had not um, complied with the code of conduct in, any, in, in some way. Are those no longer on the website or could I just not find them? Uh, they, they are listed on the website under the code section. Um if a sanction is given to a member, a member has a certain amount of time uh, to accept those sanctions or appeal the sanction. Uh, once the process has been completed in its entirety, then the public uh, the the report is published, which will detail what the sanctions are. And it's, if I recall correctly from the last time I looked at the area, it does actually detail if there's been a monetary sanction or a suspension, etc., etc., etc. So, on every, how often do you, are these disciplinary hearings held, and um, and um, how many in the last, say, this year to date? How many of wasps would have been sanctioned for? for I not- think. Yeah. I think in uh, out of a membership body of about four hundred and twenty or so. I think in the last month there's been something like five sanctions imposed against WASP members for some form of breach to the code of conduct. And that can range from um, not providing a link to the WASP website on their content services to a severe breach of what have you. Without having gone through each individual uh, record, I don't know which ones they're about. And... um, 
I can tell you, I found that record on your website while we've been chatting, Wendy. Okay, I've been I'm going through the process, the and there is a list here of complaints upheld, complaints upheld, and downloadable reports if you're interested in okay. reading them available My on bad. that website. Um, so, James, you said, look, the, the bottom line is clearly people aren't reporting. If, if you're only dealing with two complaints uh, a month, if that's an accurate figure, then... I think you said five. Or that tells oh, me that people aren't, aren't complaining to you enough. How should a consumer lodge a complaint with WASPA? Well, they can go to the uh, website wasper.org.za and there's uh, the relevant links there for consumers to be able to complain. There's the uh, telephone number also listed on the website or they can um, send an email to complaints at uh, wasper.org.za and then it's dealt with by the compliance team. Uh, I mean, my, my figure of two is what goes what we class as going through to a formal complaint is where adjudicator uh, details. We also manage um, figures for unsubscribed systems, but um, you know, an, un- an unsubscribe could be out of 55 million population and 100 million mobile handsets in the market. Um, is you know, I can have a stock alert system from Standard Bank, and then I'm travelling to away on holiday for a month, and I don't want that on my phone. I don't want to be paying for it for the month, so I send a stop command. Um, or unsubscribe from that service and that will be logged within WASPA's environment because it's a statistical report that someone's unsubscribed from a service. So, uh, you know, in relation to what has been asked to go through to a formal complaint, it's that there's currently on average about two a month. Um, from, uh, you know, uh, the networks give out the main uh, contracted partners details to the consumer. So, Company X, if they're providing a service on behalf of a client, will get the information directly from the network and the consumer can contact them directly. So we don't necessarily have uh, statistical data on what is dealt with either by network level or Uh, if it's been dealt with by um, the contracted party, whether that be, I don't know, Facebook, Netflix or whomever. Okay, so in the case of Gareth... Um, he got the soccer TV thing. He phoned because um, the, the SMS he got that said, welcome, you're now subscribed, actually gave 135, so MTN's um, number to call. He then said, who's taking my money? He never got given. He said, we don't. They said, we can't give you a name. We've only got this code. So what was he supposed to then do to query that other than to cancel it? But to actually follow that up as is his right as a consumer who's you know been subscribed to something that he refutes. He denies subscribing. What is he then supposed to do with six numbers? How is he then supposed to pursue it? Was he then supposed to? And note, they never told him about Wasper. They just said, oh, well, we've just, no, he has, we only got this number. Sorry, we've canceled it, which I think is a fairly, well, I would hazard a guess it's a fairly um, common response. And so for most consumers, it would probably just end there. Look, I can't answer on behalf of MTN because I don't know what their processes are. I know with it, if it's a contracted WASP, and uh, any of the networks will be giving out the name of the WASP if it's a contracted WASP via um, that site. Uh, for all I know, this could be an MTN-owned service, and it's not actually a WASP running it. It could uh. be um, something within the MTN, uh, their own on-deck environment. Um, I know in cases where... Um, my company has had queries from MTN. I know that the consumer will ring my call centre directly because they've been given the name. So I can't really answer this because it's a little bit yeah. vague. It's a six-digit mm. number. I don't know the process of MTN. Um, 
you know, um, there might have been a lot more detail given, there might have been less de- the, the detail that's been given here. Um, what I would do is is liaise with MTN directly on that one because oh, I would have no idea what the idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I can't answer it. All I know is that if it's if it's a, a member of WASPA that is contracted with a network operator, then the likelihood of the consumer being given the person that provides the billing, which also appears on the bill. So, for example, if you're Joe Bloggs Limited and you've got a contract with MTN as a WASP. Your name appears on a contract customer's bill, and if you go and check through the USSD strings as a pay-as-you-go customer, etc., or even ring the call center, it will appear because it shows where the billing's coming from. Okay. So, um, but you know, I don't. You know, there's so many different answers to this. Is you know, how how new was the customer service agent? Was the customer service agent looking at something different and giving off something? Was that a billing reference code, um, and they didn't know where to go and look? As I say, I can't answer on behalf of MTN. I do know that they do know who who's running the services, and that information is given on screen for any of the services that they have running, whether it's through mm. WASP or whether it's a direct. And that's the same for any network in South Africa or any network globally. Okay, so they shouldn't the, be just saying, we've only got a number, go away. They should be helping the consumer to, to challenge it if they so wish. Well, I, I, look, my experience of dealing with the network operators is that they do help. In this particular case, you know, as I say, um, you know, did did the customer agent provide the relevant information, or were, was there a lot of information sitting in there? Was there other things? Was there, I, I just can't um, uh, answer on behalf okay. of NTM. But there's so many spot. different scenarios okay. there. Got it. Okay. One last question for you, James. To my mind, as a consumer journalist who gets many of these complaints, I see great merit in subscribers to whichever um, network being able to say, I do not wish any of these things to be activated on my account. Do you think, do you agree? Um, and if so, um, why can't that, why doesn't that happen? And if not, why is it not a good idea for a consumer to be able to um, have the ability to say, I do not, I, I'm, instituting a block. I do not want any of these things ever to be activated on my account. Uh, that functionality is available within all networks. Not it can be requested on when you... Will it, according to who? The networks or the consumer? Well, according to the networks, uh, as far as I know, I stand to be corrected, but in that case, I would imagine there would uh, be a fair percentage of our listeners who would want to do that immediately. Look, it's down to the consumer. If, if they ask the question, it can be done. I know, I, I know for a fact that it can be done. For example, um, if you go to WASPO uh, in relation to one of the networks, we can provide the forms that you fill out and then notes sent to the network, and then your number can be completely blacklisted at network level to not receive uh, or to be able to purchase services. But uh, consumers can set spend limits and um, various different other mechanisms to um, prevent being billed for services, they can block their MIDDENS, uh, which is the cell phone number, on stuff. Fantastic. I mean, I have, I, have, I have some of my family's systems are blocked on the network. So, so you know, where does one find that form, James, on the WASPA's uh, website? One, one of the particular networks, if you go through WASPA, WASPA will provide it. So just contact the complaints department at WASPA and they will provide you uh, with the relevant network, I, which, if I recall correctly, is, is Vodacom. The other networks actually have it inside... Um, the uh, USSD um, environment. And, and let's not forget, uh, ICASA also has rules in the market, so there is 
Um, there has to be a reminder sent out by members of a certain threshold, which is set at 200 rand. 200 uh, rand a month? 200 rand uh, for a service per month, yes. These are the, um, the way of dealing with it is dealt with predominantly by the network. So, for example, in MTN's case, you will actually receive a message if you spent 200 rand on a, on a service and, you, and then it's blocked at no more spend and you as the user can increase that spend if you so wish. Or you can uh, unsubscribe and blacklist your number against it. So the networks can be have, done. Very, uh-huh. have a lot of different mechanisms to be able to, if a user does not want to have um, value-added services attached. And those, and it's, you know, it, effectively you as a user can go in and say, I don't want this today, but next week if you want to be able to um, add, I don't know, show max or... Yes. I want to play a ringtone game and buy Cut the Rope or what have you. You can have that lifted and then you can subscribe to a That's service. And very valuable. Services, yeah, subscription, subscription services range from everything from um, alert services relating to educational matters to banking to content games, etc. So it, yeah. Okay, you know, so it, you're it, saying it, if you don't... by the consumer. You, 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 if you're st- wanting to stop the soccer TV type thing, you also might inadvertently then as a package deal have to stop stuff that you do want, such as your banking app or your... Is that what you're saying? Well, not necessarily the banking app. There are things, but I mean, look, I would advise any consumer to talk to their network operator or okay. go to their uh, store and find out what they can do. I mean, if I, if I put a blanket block on any of the networks, then I'm not able to access any service where there's, an, where there's an additional charge for that service outside of my contract. That doesn't affect uh, access to apps or alert services regarding spend on credit cards. That's completely separate. Right, okay. But for value-added services. But if I want a horoscope, um, you know, you can block... Uh, multiple in our situation what we sometimes get with consumers who ring our business on behalf um, relating to client services we can actually blacklist them across our systems which means that they can't interact with anybody that's dealing with our clients and that's the same for many other WASP members but then you also have the master block which sits at the network level Got it. James thank McNabb, you very much. thank you so much for that advice. Uh, Vice Chairman and Head of Communications at WASPA, appreciate your time this afternoon. The calls and the SMSs are flooding in, Wendy. A lot of people saying it's not fair that the burden of proof lies with the consumer trying to prove that they didn't subscribe to something uh, that they didn't even know was being used. Andrew making a fair point, and I think it is a fair point to say that there are cases in which people accidentally subscribe. They click uh, not realizing that it was a subscription. Andrew's saying, I wonder how many people with these wasp problems of teenagers that they let play games on their phones. That's the first question that the person uh, will get asked. And I think that there obviously that does happen, but I don't think it accounts for It doesn't account for the huge number. Yeah. yeah, There there is a term in the industry which is auto-subscription, which says Mm. it all. So there are cases of that. And Mike saying, I was in the industry. I owned a leading wasp and I understand it intimately. I've been auto-subscribed a number <laughs> of times and I know I didn't do it by mistake. The complaints process uh, dismissed my complaints, which was farcical. The network providers, Wasper and the Wasps, are pulling the wool over consumers' eyes, says Mike, and making a packet of money in the process. We've got Anthony on the line from Fishhook, who's had experience with Wasps by email. Anthony, good afternoon. Hi, uh, can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can. Oh, good. Um, just quick, uh, just a short thing. I got an email which said to carry on with your S- uh, SMS 
you um, must reply, and it's three rand fifty per day. Now, of course, I replied, not realizing, first of all, three rand fifty a day times uh, thirty days <laughs> is well over a hundred rand. Anyway, long story short, it didn't come via the SMS. Now, if SMS were trying to tell you a message, you would get an SMS, not an email. Yeah. And that's how I got caught. I went to Vodacom. There's a fairly clever guy there. And he, uh, first of all, cancelled because I was getting 100 rand coming off my account every month. Anyway, he, I went to, uh, to Vodacom. A clever guy blocked it and somehow made a note that that and 50 won't go through every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> and as I say, I got caught because I answered an erroneous, uh, a wrong email. Okay. Let there be a word of warning there for everyone. Yeah, to yeah. be alert at every turn. Chris and Durbanville, you also got caught via your Wi-Fi modem, I believe. Good afternoon. Yeah, it happened with a service called UChatter. Um, on MTN Wi-Fi. Um, we've had that Wi-Fi for years and years already, and all of a sudden it's just started going up and up and up, and I thought, okay, maybe MTN has increased the, the, the service, you know, how much how much they charge for it. And I put it off and put it off and put it off, and, you know, it eventually started getting, it was, believe me, 15 rand a day. Mm, yeah. That's high. Were you able to get it stopped in the end, Chris? Yeah, I was able to get it stopped in the end, but we spoke to WASP and we spoke to MTN, and they were adamant that um, you know it was done over SMS. Now, when you stick the the, the SIM card into the Wi-Fi, um, you know it stays there. <laughs> Yeah. They were adamant that we took it out and we subscribed to the service like that. <laughs> oh, how ridiculous. Oh, no, yeah, really. I mean, that is just ridiculous, isn't it? Okay. I mean, it's, 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 it's a solid SIM card. It's not like it's one of the new micro SIMs or nano SIMs. This was before all of that started coming out. So the SIM card is still one of those big ones. So it doesn't fit into any new phone. So you couldn't uh, even have done it. I mean, it's point. just, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, the, the, the stories are rolling in, and I think we've got another one by voice note or a comment. Let's just take a listen to that. Hi, guys. I uh, hope this helps everyone or helps with the conversation. Basically, there's a website, smscode.co.za. Yes. From there, you can enter the short uh, the short message number or the, the full message number where you receive the text from that says you're registered. Or things like that um, when you enter that number it will then give you the service provider of that service where you can contact them directly to cancel the service it's much easier than going through your service provider hope it helps thanks a lot thank Young you Google. so much smscode.co.za there is a different number of wendy that we can share with people as well because we're almost out of time and i want to leave people with some tools uh, obviously the one tool we've learned today is to be really paying attention to the yes. sms's and don't just delete them if they say you've been subscribed to something and then james spoke about that master block which yeah. the network certainly do not advertise for so sure not. i think yeah. that um Make inquiries, find out how what their mechanism is, whether you have to go through Wasper and fill in a form or what you have to do. If you do not want to have any of these, that's the way to go. The, the term is master block. So that's a big learning for me. The SMS um, 
uh, how to figure out those SMS short codes. That was part of, going to be part of my advice. It's very good advice, although I've tried it a few times. Sometimes it doesn't work. Says it's not on their system, but it's certainly a very nice DIY tool to have. And, and then those DIY things that we've spoken about um, several times, and that is um, that we're going to put it on the blog because people, if you're not sitting with a pen, pen it's not it's going no help, to help. But there's so a different number to dial yes, for each one of network. the Vodacom is an SMS stop, and the others, you dial star this number that, and you manage, you can delete any subscriptions that you've got. Um, but the ideal would be, you don't want to be doing that constantly. The ideal would be to get a, a master block initiated if you don't want to ever have any have of these, these kind of subscriptions. Mm. Okay, so we will share that on all the social media channels during the two o'clock news. And if you are uh, struggling to find it, just drop me an email to pepperh at capetalk.co.za. We've got to wrap it there. Wendy, thank you so much for being thank with us. Pepper. The time flew past. Not even time for an open line today. <laughs> no. There were so many uh, aggrieved SMS uh, subscribers. So thanks so much for your input. We'll chat again next week. We'll do.